We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. Uh, Everyone is here today except Tim, who is joining us via satellite. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! Oh, Oh, my God. First of all, you did it on a Monday, so you fucked up. Today. I'm not in. Yeah. I'm staring at my computer screen instead of your faces. Yeah, so like you fucked up your ankle today at the gym. I just want to know how anyone even like does that. Oh, listen to this. Listen to this. So I'm I'm doing like jumps, right? Because I got this program called FitBod. So I'm I'm trying to like You have a FitBod. Like focus. I'm trying to focus, you know what I mean? Like like these focused workouts, that's the new thing. So I'm trying to focus, like get some abs maybe for the first time in my life. It'll take me about a year, but I'll get there. So I'm, I'm doing these jumps, and what I don't realize is that I'm moving back and back and back and back and back and back oh, as no. I'm jumping into, like, a machine, and I, like, I, I just rolled it. You jumped into a machine? I jumped, like, on, the, on like, the foot of a machine, like, the little thing that comes out of it. it Were you doing, like, the, squat jumps? I was just jumping and then tucking my knees. Yeah. That's ba- yeah. Damn. And now I'm here. <laughs> I'm hoping it's not that bad because Box I like I, I like I feel like I stopped it before like something teared or something. But did you did you like scream? I just kind of like, and then I I was it was good like I finished up and everything was good and then when I got home and I sat down it was like, yeah, yeah. Damn, I've done that though. I've let out screams because I hurt myself in the gym. Like I was doing like incline, uh, dumbbell press and I went to go itch my nose on my shoulder. And I was holding too much weight, and then it just like sent my arm backwards and f- like fucked up my shoulder for a little bit, and I screamed, and then I lost my vision. <laughs> what? No, I did. What? Like I, I hurt my shoulder so bad, and I like screamed, and I was like, "Wow, that was weird," because of the way it felt. Uh-huh. And then I was like on my hands and knees, like in the gym, blacked out. And then like I couldn't see, like it was just like white. And then I was with Ferg, didn't say one word. He was just like, 
I don't you know. Lifting like max weight? Like, no, it was sixty pounds. Yo, it's That's funny you mentioned that because today I did uh, trap bar deadlifts, and I did uh, three eighty five for one rep. And like, yo, when I put that shit down and I took a step, yeah, dude, I was I was doing it right behind the squat rack, and like the bar was on there, but no one was using it because like the gym gym was empty. Yo, I take one step, and if it wasn't for that, I would have face planted. Yeah. Yo, all the blood rushed to yeah, like my yeah. head. Yo, I got mad lightheaded. I just grabbed it. I was like, oh. Yeah. Like, Holy shit. This yeah. shit is no joke. I yo. love it. I love it. It's crazy, bro. I love it. I, no, I bro, have the most faint thing. I mean, no, yo, I couldn't see. And I was like, yo, fuck, I'm fucked up now. And then I, some guy was like, you're right. I was like, yeah, I just need fresh air. And then went outside. Let's go. That's a me bar. Yeah, we're. I always <laughs> say that. If boss gets shot in the face, he'd be like, yo, you good? He's like, yeah, I just need air. <laughs> I said that every time for any circumstance. Like, yeah. yo, just lower the window. Yo, I, just need like, some yo, air. I just need some air, bro. It was like 20 degrees out yesterday. I was like, yo, just lower the window a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yo, the best is when, like, I'll be dropping you off home sometimes. And you'll be like, yo, can I crack open the window? I'll be like, nah. You're like, yo, you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, it was like, one time. I think it was you or Ralph picked me up for football. It was like 20 degrees out like it was today. I freaking lowered the window. I was mad hungover. <laughs> I get in the car, close the door, put the window all the way down. He's like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. I was like, yeah, I just need some air. <laughs> I used to drive home from like high school with David and this kid Schroeder. And then like they both would have the windows down for no reason. I'm like, bro. Anytime. It's for, it's 20 degrees. Yeah. Like, can we not do this right now? But they'd always have that shit down. I hate it. Now, it's good to have your window slightly open because the heat from, you know, having the heat on and shit, it could put you to sleep. And there's sometimes when like I'm leaving from the studio, getting home, like I'm fucking Tired. woozy. Yeah, man. I don't like that shit. Yo, Tim, you got your foot in a fucking ice bath right now or not? Nah? A little bit of ice here. Nice. Not nice. a bath, but it's like it's like on it. Bro, elevate that bitch. Word. Word? Elevate. Is that a thing? Elevation? Yeah, bro. Yes. <laughs> you never rolled an ankle before? I I mean I've I've broken both ankles and tore. God damn, bro! What the fuck? I mean, a break. I don't know about the yeah. elevating, but I know when My you get fucked up, when you get like a sprained ankle from yeah, from elevate. Pooping, yeah, it's supposed yeah, to be like above your on, head. Yeah, or or like you're laying backwards. Yeah, like, or like right. you just rest it on like two, three pillows, kind of thing. Yeah, when you're watching TV. Right. Oh, all right. Yeah. Elevate. All right, I'll, I'll do that right now. Fact, Yo, also it. like this is like more of like a you have to really know your research to know this, but if. Like, if you ever sprain your ankle, all you have to do is just, like, furiously masturbate, and it goes away, like, a little quicker. Honestly, I'm good. I've already done that twice today, so I nice. can fun. There you go. Nice. Anyway, let's talk about some football. <laughs> I've only done that twice today. Uh, all right, first game we're going to get into. Uh, the Chiefs uh, beat the Colts 31-13. to um, Chiefs reminded everyone that they are pretty much the front runner uh, this whole year. Patrick Mahomes doesn't throw a touchdown though. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have the greatest game, but it didn't end up mattering. Yeah, Damian Williams did it. Got it done on the ground, 130 yards and a touchdown. That was my X factor coming to the playoffs. Yo, if yeah. you can run on the ground, games like that, you don't need Pat Mahomes to go off. Yeah, and, Travis Kelsey too. Was going and uh, Tyree Kill, they used them like how they used them in the beginning of uh, his career, where they gave him an end around and he scored a touchdown. And then Pat Mahomes showed that he's an athlete. Also, got out the pocket, and scored a touchdown. And, yeah, y'all, Damian Williams. Can I ask you guys a question, though? Because, you know, Joey got at me in our group chat about how, like, <laughs> I've changed my opinion on, like, Saquon Barkley 127,000 times. But, like, you look at games like that, right? You look at Marlon Mack 
two weeks ago on the ground against the number one rush defense in in Houston. You see Damian Williams. He was a third string running back. Uh, you see all these guys that still perform at a high level. You know, Jalen Samuels for the Steelers. He was a third string running back. He was a practice squad guy. and He played well mm-hmm. in relief of James Conner. It just goes to show you. I feel like that that shows you, I should say, that is the running back position that valuable? I still think it is. Like, I think coming into this game, if I'm the Colts and, you know, I don't have to worry about Kareem Hunt, then I'm going to worry less about the run. So I guess that opens it up a little bit. And I'm not to say, like, you know, they just let him do whatever the fuck they want because he definitely, you know, had a exceptional performance. But I do think when someone throws 50-plus touchdowns a year, you're like, bro, we need to guard the pass. Mm. And when they switch up the game plan and they're like, we're just going to run the ball fucking – yeah, boxes too. Yeah, you know, um, so it's like that could that could like, and also with the Steelers too. You got Jalen Samuels. Like, who the fuck is that? Like, I'm I'm gonna I'd rather just worry about Juju and and AB. I also think that a running back like Saquon or like the, any like feature running back, like sure they're gonna have some dud games and maybe they come in like big spots because coaches completely change the game plan because people are like, oh, we're gonna attack their best player, so they have to change it up and like that's what just people force you to do. Um, but I think more more times than not, they will be like a significant asset. So I don't think the running back position has like died out. I just think that, you know, in, in important games and big games where, you know, you're expecting like, yo, if we give the ball 30 times, then, you know, you better perform. But sometimes it's just not in the game plan, you know, like they gave the ball to Marlon Mack nine times, but they also were down a lot. Too. Yeah. So I think the key to that position is that you have to have a dual threat guy. Like one thing that Damian Williams is, is even though he's not as good as Kareem Hunt, he's still able to catch the ball out of the backfield and he's able to run between the tackles. And even in this game, you saw like Damian Williams had the tendency to dance around a little too much earlier in his career. He had the tendency to go backwards and he went backwards a few times and he danced around a few times, but it seems like he has more of, you know, you know coaching has a lot to do with this too. Scheme has a lot to do with this. Uh, you put these guys in a position to win, and they win. And you see that with Damian Williams because he's in that position to win because that O-line is on the same page, one of the better O-lines in the league. And I think that was that was something that you saw throughout the entire – a lot of the the focus is going to be on guys like Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady and, and, and that kind of stuff. But in these games in particular, it was really the front set. Like whoever won the battle in the trenches up front, D-line versus O-line, was the winner. And in a lot of these games, you saw that the D-line and the O-line won for both teams. And I think that's the case with the Chiefs. Dude, the Chiefs held Andrew Luck to 53% passing. Hmm. They're going to hold pass to throwers to 53% passing. Like, give them the trophy already because this team's going to be unbeatable. I think what really helped that was they went three and out on their first three possessions. And the Chiefs turned those into touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. It was, game was over. By it then. was super weird too. Like they were trying to, I mean, it was a lot of short passes, but everything was getting tipped at the line. It was like, yeah, it got, yeah. Chris Jones like batted like four himself. Yo, it was like three or four straight passes, the first six on the three and out. It was like, I don't know. I found this to be super weird. For I mean, as good as the, for as good as the the Colts' offensive line has been, you know, it's always after the fact. You see like those statistics that come out, and it's like he actually, I, I believe it was him and Case Keenum had the most passes deflected at the line of scrimmage. Mm. So I don't know what that says about the offensive line, but it could be where guys just can't get to him. And then they're like, yo, let's just throw our hands up and right. see what happens. You know, the the team that really started doing that 
was the Giants in 07. Remember the NASCAR package they used right. to have? They used to rotate like seven, eight defensive linemen. Yeah. It's like uh, Dave Tollison was like, yo, this guy can get like double digit sacks. Yeah, it's like, shit. who the fuck is this? Yeah, white, yeah. <laughs> right? So what they would do is when they would say, yo, if you can't get home, just put your hands up. And it's like, now he has to throw over what? Like an eight foot wall kind of, you know what I mean? So you get a lot of passes deflected that way too. Yeah, and D Ford was in the backfield like the whole fucking game. This guy had an unbelievable game, but yeah, like you said, Chris Jones was just batting him fucking down at the line. It was like every other possession that one was getting batted down. Yo, am I bugging if Andrew if it looked like Andrew Luck can have much zip behind this ball? Like yo, passes to the outside to the sidelines, like to T Y Hilton. A couple of them got batted down. I don't know. I, I I personally think if a ball gets batted down, it has nothing to do with like the power. It's like just like the angle that you're kind of throwing. Right. No, I feel I like it was time to recover. I heard a bunch of people say that where he's throwing some ducks. But, yo, Andrew Luck, honestly, if, if I'm just going back and watching it, he didn't play super bad. Not a lot. Like, there was one play where Eric Ebron was supposed to run to the sticks, and he didn't get to the sticks, so he didn't get that first down. There was a couple of plays where there was a couple of drops. Ebron had a couple of really big drops. Yeah. Drops all over the field. So, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, Andrew Luck... I think that, yeah, you can say maybe he wasn't throwing as hard. I don't know. If you if those are caught, it's a completely different game. And I also think that despite as bad as the Colts played that first half, because they were awful. Like, yo, if you're in a 21 nothing hole right away, it's quiet for you, right? Mm-hmm. We'll get to a game in a little bit where we had something similar. But it's like, yo, their offense is meant to control pace too with the offensive line and especially how they've been getting Marlon Mack going ever since he came back from that injury like week nine. He's like fifth in the league in rushing. But the game really changed when the greatest of all time missed uh, an old school PAT. Yeah. Like he missed a 23-yard field goal where that makes it a two-possession game and it makes it a a, a 10-point deficit as opposed to 13. I think he left a touchdown on the board. Like, he left, like, seven points, I think. Vinatieri. Four. Four? I thought he missed Eight. another one at the end of the game. He missed a PAT. That's what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. PAT. That would have made it. Missed a yeah, it was four. It was four. But, you know, it's just... And also, what about the penalties that the Colts are getting, dude? There's one play where they intercept Pat Mahomes where I'm... Yo, and you saw it on that play where he gets the guy to jump offside. Now, maybe he knew that the guy was offside. But, like, yo, he's rolling out to his right. And he tries to throw it to the back left pylon and it gets picked off lo and behold it was a free play but it's like yo as great as this like no look stuff is and uh throwing across your field because you got the best arm in the league by far i think eventually that does now it might not be this week it might not be in the super bowl but i'm telling you that kind of style of play that gunslinger it's gonna come back to haunt them at one point yeah that's that's and i've talked about it all the time like that's the one like thing that I could point out about Pat Mahomes, like the only thing honestly is that sometimes he holds onto the ball and then throws dumbass passes that you should just take a sack or throw it out of bounds or whatever. But you know he, he's susceptible to that. But it hasn't been a problem because for every bad pass he throws a hundred good ones. So yeah, for how like the ones he's rolling out where he found Kelsey a few times, just like sitting in the middle. Yeah, and they're just like easy ten yards for a first down. So just darts. So the linebackers, as soon as he rolls out, the linebackers shift too to like. Obviously, make sure he don't go anywhere. Yeah, and we got to... Kelsey's just sitting there. We got to show some more love to the Chiefs defense because I went back and looked at it, and I was like, yo, you know what? I remember I talked up about how bad the quarterbacks were and the teams were that they played in Arrowhead, and it's like, yo, they 
they their defense was significantly better at home as opposed to on the road. And then you look, it's like they beat the Broncos, they beat the Jaguars, the Bengals, the Niners. But then you also look deeper in and you notice that they held all those teams way under their like season averages. So it's like, yo, sure, they were bad, those offenses that were coming in, but the Chiefs defense held them to less than what they were putting up against other opponents. So credit to this defense who, I don't know what the status is of Eric Berry at this point, but they're they're balling out and you got to show them some love. Mm. It all starts with that front seven. Mm-hmm. They were they were causing havoc, but on the other side, I think it's also fair to say that. Can you imagine this Colts team next year when they got a hundred million dollars to spend and they don't have to have Dontrell Inman? Like, I like Dontrell Inman. Don't get me wrong, and I like Marlon Mack. He's he's fine, and Naheem Hines they're cool. But there's a difference between teams that are elite, and I feel like the Colts right now are already good enough, and they have a hundred million dollars to spend in two first round picks. Next year, they, they're going to be elite when they surround Andrew Luck. If they do it right and surround Andrew Luck with some crazy weapons. Yeah, I mean, you see a team like this, like, even performing the way they are now with the, with the personnel that they have. It's like, you just add those kind of pieces. I think two years. Like, one year to, like, kind of get it under your belt and, like, just get it together. And then the next year, you're fucking nasty. But I still think they're going to be in the playoffs next year. And I also think, like, with the Colts, how you got to remember that next year they'll be they'll be playing a second-place schedule, which is pretty cool for them. Like, mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I was so high on the Texans is because they went 4-12 and last year. I think it was they were last in the division, but it was because they didn't have their quarterback, you mm-hmm. know? So, yeah, the Colts, the Colts are in a good spot. Like, the Colts, you, you can't be – you can be a little upset at how flat they looked and how bad they got beaten up and dominated. But, look, this is also the best team in football. Mm-hmm. Well, in the AFC, I should say. So, how much today. of the weather do you guys think played a factor in that with the Colts struggling so much? I mean, yo, it's that age-old thing of dome team going outdoors. Or we talked about how Andrew Luck doesn't really fare well outdoors in the playoffs. True, but I also felt as if you had to, you had to maybe throw that away because it was all, all his numbers were kind of bad because he played twice in Foxborough. Once was like as a rookie kind of thing. Yeah, you know what I mean? how are you so gonna throw that? Like Chiefs is just as hard a place to play. No, no, I know. I'm saying like the team wasn't as good as it was now. Oh like yeah, the yeah. offensive line wasn't that good. Right, right. He, you know, now he has a he has two weapons on the outside that he could hit. He got Ebron and we know about Ty Hilton, and they were able to have a ground game and a better defense. But yeah, I think so. I mean, you were saying about the zip on the ball. I kind of agree with you. He didn't look like he was really slinging it, and I think that the weather had something to do with it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yo, real. How about the snowball shit? That shit was corny. What tossing a snowball? Mad. They were throwing mad snowballs like during the like that shit. Fucks. I only up. saw one. Nah, well, that almost hit the numerous punch. times. Yeah, but Andy Reid went over there and because they talked to Andy Reid and he had to go into that area of the crowd and he was like pointing to his head, yeah, like, like use, your use your head because now it becomes a penalty. Right. It's yeah. unsportsmanlike. It's the same shit like with the crowd in in the NBA. If like the crowd is like getting to if they're heckling like someone, it's like, and a, they, tech. It's like a technical foul. Yeah. Could cost your team, yo. Yeah, 15 yards. Imagine it's a close game and then they throw like an unsportsman like on the fans. And now you got to kick it from, you, you get it. It's a 35 yard 30, field goal instead of a 50 yard yeah, field goal. Like, who yeah, knows? of course. Or you're kicking it from the 50 and now it's definitely going out the back of the end zone. You got to touch back or something. <laughs> Not shit. to mention dangerous, bro. You get that penalty, people are fucking you up. Yeah. It's the playoffs. How about when they fucking put the slow on the dude throws it? That's foul. Yeah, they gave him face yeah. time. <laughs> they exposed him. Yeah, yeah that's, that's fucked up. That's funny, though. You know, you know they're making those snowballs and they're waiting for the right time to throw them. So those things are kind of like iced up. Right, right. Mm. You saw it on the last touchdown of the game. There was mad snowballs coming down. Yeah. I I feel like it's no big deal, but if I was a player and I got hit with a snowball, I'd be 
furious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm really mad. All right, cool. Let's get to the next game here. We got uh, the Rams beating the Cowboys. A little bit of a nail biter here. Uh, Thirty to twenty-two. Rams on the ground, Just unstoppable. Well, C.J. Anderson uh, going off. Todd Gurley went off too. Like, dude, where the- did this come? Yo, by the way, C.J. Anderson. It looks like someone put a hose in his ass and filled him up with air. What happened? About to insert my Nate Diaz. I'm not surprised. I, yeah, I told you. Like, you guys are worried about Gurley playing. This is at 300 yards the last two weeks of the season on the ground. So. Yeah, he's been doing it for them since he got there. And Crazy. it's just another game for him. Well, and, and just another reason why <laughs> the same. Well, he was the legit reason, not so much Damian Williams. What CJ Anderson has done yeah. is the exact reason why it's like, yo, you don't take a running back that high. This guy got cut from three different teams. He wasn't on a team the Monday of week 16. Like week 16 week, that Monday. So... The Monday after week 15, I made that way more difficult than it should have been. Yep. <laughs> uh, he wasn't on a roster, and then he gets signed by the Rams. Spot start, because I remember it was like, yo, Tim, you're the, the yearly fantasy guy. Who was the running back that everyone was hyping up on the Rams? Kelly. Kelly. Yeah, jo- Joe uh, No, not Joe Kelly. John Kelly, I think his name was. Kelly, like, John. yo, pick him up off your waiver. Is he starting? Yada, yada. Lo and behold, CJ Anderson yeah, comes CJ in. CJ Anderson's only been there five days. Yeah, yeah ran, ran fucking wild. Dude, that guy went off. 23 carries, 123 yards, two touchdowns. Wild. And, yo, Gurley was very effective, too. Only got the ball 16 times, still had 115 yards, averaging over seven and a touchdown. Only they said uh, he wasn't completely in game shape quite yet. Mm. I I think you said this is a nail-biter, and I feel you because the score, what it shows is a one-possession game. But I feel like this was the biggest blowout of the weekend. Bro, they had the ball and they could have gone down and, and scored. I hear you, but like I, I feel like the scoreboard was O D closer than the game was. Like I there was at no point in that game where I felt like the Rams were not in control of it. Yo, the I mean, scores were coming too too little too late. Yeah. I, I feel like the Rams were just in control the whole game. Did you maybe like not watch the Pats game? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. All right, yeah. I'll give you that one. But, yo, I got got a comparison. What do you think about this? Um, Dak Prescott, Alex Smith? Like, kind of. He could win you 10 games, maybe 11, maybe get you a a, a win in the wild card round. But, like, when you run into a team coming off a bye week and they've prepared for you, I, I feel like that's his ceiling. I don't feel like he was the problem, though. I think it was more the run defense. Yeah, I mean, yeah like they the, gave up like almost they got yards. Yeah, so but like, how can you say Dak is the problem? Then he was efficient. Yeah, efficient, but I just don't see him as a quarterback. Like when they fell down double digits, I was just like, yeah, it's a wrap. I don't think he's a guy that can throw them out of that hole. I don't know. I always felt it was a game. I feel like they could just move the ball. They can't hit. I feel more so they can't even for the deep shot. Like it's mm. not they don't have that big play potential. But I don't feel like they're out of it by any sense when they're down, you know, double digits or whatnot. I, f- I feel Nick, though, like with the Alex Smith comparison, where you're just like, he's a good quarterback. He can make plays with his feet and like whatever. Yeah, but bo- both don't really have that big play potential. Yeah. That's all I really see. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like if you're content with, you know, winning a division, winning a wild card he's game. He's a glorified and, game manager. And like if yeah. everything goes perfect and you get a couple bounces your way, maybe you could get to an NFC title game. But I just feel like when you play at this, at this level and you run into some of the, these teams, you're probably going to be at a disadvantage with the quarterback play, man. How, how much, 
Like, my most confident pick all these years was anytime whoever was playing the Chiefs in the playoffs, I was taking the other quarterback because it was a significant, the, the gap was too significant. You know, like Ben Roethlisberger played them twice. It's like, yo, I'm taking that. You know, even Mariota outplayed him in the, in the, the game last year. So. We're going to talk quarterbacks. So, like, Goff wasn't all that impressive. He didn't need to be. He didn't need to had... be, but he was like 15 to 28, it was. So, yeah. like. But I think what you saw, though, is definitely like Sean McVay recognized exactly what Nick recognized, too. They, you could tell they were gearing up to stop the run. And they did. They stopped Ezekiel Elliott. He. Yeah. Three yards per carry, 47 yards total on 20 carries. Like, that's nothing. Mm-hmm. You, and you could tell every time Ezekiel, Zeke got the ball, there were swarms. Everyone was playing run first. And it's because Prescott has the ability to beat them by himself with his arm. So I see where you're coming from because he is a good quarterback. But is he that, like I talked about before with the Colts, is he just very good or is he elite? And I think that, yeah, this might be a ceiling. This exact round might be a ceiling with the Cowboys. Yeah, I couldn't stand I'm, the f- I'm telling his future already, but... <laughs> I mean, I like it from here. I couldn't stand the fact that the next day I was in the car driving and talk radio. They're like, ah, Zeke might have been hurt. Like, nah, bro. Zeke got shut down. 20 for 47. Like, dude was just completely ineffective. That's all there was to it. I hate, like, the next day where always people try and speculate just because so-and-so didn't have a good game and he's a superstar. That all he might have came in banged up. Like, don't give me that, yo. When you, get shut, the ball when you times. get shut down, and yeah. yeah, and you're getting the ball 20 times. Like if anyone was banged up, it was Todd Gurley because C.J. Anderson got more carries than him. Zeke was still the workhorse he was. He just wasn't getting it done. Right, and that's mostly a credit to the the Rams defense. Yeah, we we tend to not give credit to the other dude. I remember one time Greg Popovich was talking about uh, Kobe had a bag. <clears throat> Kobe had like eight points in a playoff game, and everyone was like, "Yo, Kobe off night," you know. And Greg Popovich was like, "Nah, man, like." My guys did work on them. We came in with a game plan and we shut him down tonight. It's like sometimes you got to give credit to the other side of the ball. Like that guy played well or that unit played well. And with the Cowboys, you just stop Ezekiel Elliott. It's kind of it's kind of quiet. Yeah. Think about the Cowboys' run defense was what brought them to this round in the first place. <laughs> That's true. That's why it was like such a letdown. Like honestly, guys, C.J. Anderson, fat. Yeah. Like, there's no other way to put it. Like, he looks like me in a jersey. Nah, he looks bigger than you, bro. But he still runs faster than all of them. He looks like he ate you. <laughs> it's cra- it's, ca- it's kind of crazy that he's that big and he's doing the things that he's doing. But it's just, it's not complicated. Like, there's a hole and he sees it and he rams himself through it as hard as he can. Yeah. Wearing out, it, it wore out the defense. You saw those linebackers? The young linebackers had their worst game of the season by far. And Sean Lee playing... Was that a positive or was that not a positive? Because didn't do nothing. It, it, they they kept cutting over to the the uh, one of the defensive coaches. I think the linebacking coach just tearing into uh, the the two linebackers. Yeah, Van Der Esch and Lee. I can't remember who it was. Van Der Esch and Lee. Yeah, there goes Van Der Esch. Him and Smith played their worst games of the year. I feel like they mm. were they were out of position. They were getting blocked. They were getting pushed around. Yeah, a lot of it probably had to do with C.J. Anderson just kind of like waiting for people. Yeah. Um, all right, you guys want to move over to this next game? I know Nick doesn't, but... Uh... <laughs> you, know, you know what I liked about it, though? I'll be honest with you. It put me on my misery early, right? Like, yeah, could you imagine if, like, they, if, if they lost, like, it was... The Eagles game? Yeah, like... Oh, no, no, no. The... Enough. 
the the field goal, the field goal last week, the Bears. Oh, like, yeah. I'd be devastated if my field goal kicker missed the field goal like that, and I lost like yeah. that. Like the game was over. Yo, no lie, and I know boss always gives me shit for this. I felt like the game was over after the first drive. First of all, they went three for three on four, on third downs, like effortlessly. I literally, I was saying it out. I'm like, yo, they just did whatever the fuck they want on that whole drive. Yo, tell me not. Didn't that feel like old school Patriots where yeah, you were ball, hyped ball, ball, that ball. you would see them punt? Like, yo, they didn't punt the first six possessions. I said that out loud too. I'm like, yo, I don't think they've punted. Yeah. Like, where's the punt? Yo, I had four straight touchdowns. That I remember. I don't remember. Is it and, six? And, and it, well, they scored on six straight possessions. They also kicked the field goal too. I think they kicked the field goal and then they scored another touchdown. So mm-hmm. like... They had six red zone trips, five touchdowns, one field goal, and it was it was a wrap. Like it was over. By the way, we all called it in this game. By the way, if you don't know, Patriots won forty one to twenty eight. Anyway, when we came in here on Thursday, and I believe it was Tim or you who said, uh, "Has Belichick just been hiding the Sony and James White thing?" Lo and behold, Sony Michelle gets the ball twenty four times, hundred twenty nine yards. Three touchdowns. James White gets 15 catches, 100 yards. Yeah, guess what? Even Rex Burkhead got into the end zone, Rex too. Burkhead, they gave him the ball four times, That which is his ceiling. Stop <laughs> giving him the ball. Let Sony run wild. They, they did whatever the fuck they wanted to do. If the Patriots play like this for the rest of the playoffs, it's going to be hard not to pick them, man. Like, the, in that, like that first drive that you saw, they, not only was he just completing every fucking pass on that drive, people were just wide open. Yeah. It was like they just did whatever they wanted. And it was like one Mississippi, two Mississippi, the ball was out. Yeah. I was going to say like gaudy numbers for Tom Brady. Not much flash during the game though. Everything was like quick. Underneath. Quick, yeah. Everything underneath. underneath. That's how you negate a pass rush. Yeah. Chargers gave up over a thousand yards to running backs this year. What happens? James White, like Joey said, 15 catches. It's like, hey, Chargers, maybe teams are going to know, especially off a of bye week, like the Pats knew that, yo, we're going to have James White get ready to eat. It's going to be a big game for you. Edelman, everything underneath. Yep. Right? You saw the roar from the crowd when Gronk caught that one pass. If people were Down high. the middle. Yeah. yeah. It was like a 20-yard catch. But yeah. He, yeah, he didn't get in the somewhere. game. I was in the third quarter. Yeah, like, dude. dude. Yo, eight of the last nine games held under three catches. Like, each game. Right. I think it's a wrap for him after this year. I think so, too. I think it's over. Uh, but, yo, th- I think... You know, when you lose someone like Josh Gordon, who is a big play wide receiver, and not really typically what they're used to playing with, mm. it's usually like underneath shit. It's like, all right, we're back to being whatever we are, what we used to be in the past. And like this game, it was scary, bro. Because when we were coming into the playoffs, we, I mean, I've said it numerous times that this feels like a Patriots team that we never really like talked about. So we're talking about the Saints, we're talking about the Chiefs and the Rams. But it's like, yo, the Patriots were still twelve and four. Uh, twelve and four. What? No, I was gonna yeah. say, I hear you. Like they were a little, you know, under talked about. But how, like, stupid is Brady? Like, oh, the haters, like, they give us no chance. Like, dude, you're the Patriots. Shit. Nah, but yo, to yo, be... He's down. right, though. To, nah, to be you're fi- not right, Nah, bro. to be fair, though, a lot of people were like, yo, they haven't looked good all year. They had a lot of bad losses. Dynasty's over. Of- yo, they had losses. Nah, like, they had bad losses, bro. What they bad some- losses they had? Like, they got absolutely pummeled by the Titans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, the Jaguars dominated them, too. I mean, these are all road games, but still, it was just, like, some embarrassing loss. Detroit? That Look was at bad. the teams I just mentioned. Yeah, you named all former Patriots like Vrabel, Matt Patricia, and then the Jaguars. But Tim, are you listening? I have a conspiracy theory for you. Oh, oh, you know I love me a conspiracy theory. All right. Oh, so whenever the Patriots dominate, for some reason things come up in the in the news, right? Like, oh, they're, they're recording teams, or, or or they're cheating somehow. Yeah. What if you think low key the Patriots are like, you know what? Let's just like. Be like second or third. Let's not surprise anybody, and then let's come out and let's let's like punch you in the face so like we don't get in trouble by the league. 
It's like Tom Brady's playing yeah. football, so they're like recording games. Let's just let's not dominate and let's kind of like breeze through. I don't think that's off the reservation whatsoever. I, I talked about that last Thursday that yeah, Joe mentioned with the thing. Like I really do think they were playing possum to a certain extent up to this point. Game in particular, like I don't mean to keep beating a dead horse, but this round in particular shows you the difference so much between good, like very, very good, and excellent. Patriots coaching staff is excellent. Yeah. The Chargers coaching staff proved this year that they're very, very good. Mm. The Chargers couldn't stop a pass out of the backfield all year. Mentioned on any TV station, and I, I even looked over it. The worst in the league against the passer. And the Patriots completely exploited it after their weakness and made sure that they could do nothing about it, and then they rushed it up the gut. Mm-hmm. Weakness, the weakness of the Chargers. So, yeah, like the Chargers could put together a game plan to beat John Harbaugh and a trick but when it comes to beating Tom Brady to go and Bill Belichick, you're just not on that level. I, yeah, I at least not at least not yet. I just thought it was really, really stupid to Yo, the Chargers team, and the one reason why I was concerned about the matchup with the Ravens last week was because they're built to rush the passer, right? Mm-hmm. With Bosa, Ingram, and they got a really good secondary. They got a lot of they had like four guys in the top twenty five on PFF. They come out again with seven DBs. Like what did you you thought Belichick and them were gonna see that and be like, oh man, now we're like no, they prepared for that. Like why would you show that seven DB shit worked tremendously and everyone was blowing you for it, but you can't bring that again. Like you have to do that against Lamar Jackson in that uh, that offense exclusive. Yeah, like that should have been like, yo, we're putting in this game plan just for the Ravens and And then we're throwing that shit out the window, never using that again ever. You run Whoa. the same shit? That's why Sony Michelle got, what would you say, 23, 24 carries? Yeah. And, and like 100 whatever yards, and they dominated them on the ground. Oh, shit, you got seven DBs over there? Hand off. You still have <laughs> seven? Hand off. Ten plays later, there's still seven? Derp! Hand off, hand off, hand off. That's it. That's all you saw. And everything else was underneath. Edelman had a, had a monster game, too. Yeah, nine catches, 150 yards. Crazy, bro. Yeah, yeah. It was just absolute domination there. Dorset Had that big catch in the back of the end zone. Yeah. Fucking guy dime. It was all all those dimes up top were all set up by me throwing like the dinkiest, dunkiest Patriots, and they just kept on going for yards after catch. Yeah. The Chargers continue to be always, 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 always. And it's straight up coaching. Also, did you see Melvin Ingram come in? Yeah, in the red zone, right? No, I'm talking about like in the the game. Did you see Melvin Ingram, how he came into the game? Yo, he came in, swagged the fuck out with like nine chains on. <laughs> like diamonds sparkling. Yo, as soon as I seen that, I, I was like, yo, they're losing. <laughs> like, yo, how are you going to have one good game in, in the playoffs and then come through with nine chains the next day? And I look. I don't know if he comes through with nine chains every day, but I'm doubting it. That's so. Or his swaggiest shit. He was like, he was all over it. He was he was on Instagram saying, "Oh, Hunter Henry's back, the beast." I don't know. That team was just, I think, was farts a little bit too much and liking the smell. They were they were riding high. 
Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think they went in overconfident, and the Patriots just kicked them in the nuts. Man, the Patriots are scary after watching them in this game, man. Like always, man. Like always. The Pats the Pats. Like, we can't get away from this shit. God damn. Yo, just, Nick, what did just, you put in the in the chat earlier for the, like how they're set up in the draft? Oh, they have six. They have six picks in the first three rounds. They have twelve total next year. <laughs> so like, fucking... they're not going anywhere. Yeah, like, oh. at all. They'll probably cut ties with Gronk or trade him if they could get anything for him. They'll relief cap space. They they're, they're gonna be fine. For for as hyped as we are about all these guys, you still got to go through the old head, and that's what you see. How about this, yo? 13 AFC championship games for Brady. Eight straight. Years. Eight straight. It's wild. Right? It was a cool stat, and I'm sure some of you guys have heard it because it's been beaten into the ground, but Brady is more likely to win, to, to get to a conference championship game than LeBron James is to hit a free throw. <laughs> like his career free throw percentage, That's which correct. is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it's insane. But I believe it's, uh, I think it's 11 of these 13. I think he's, they've had a bye week 11 times. Which is it's just absolutely utter dominance. Yeah, it, it, it's crazy. I also saw that Tom Brady has more playoff wins than all but five franchises in the NFL. Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, he has, what, what, I think that was 29 that he had yesterday. Ugh. He's played three, he's played two and a half seasons more <laughs> in the playoffs. That's wild, dude. That's insane. Yeah. Especially that's... considering this dude's already old as fuck. Yeah, and consider that they always have a bye week too. So he's he's not really playing four games; he's playing three. Word, right? Like they, you played a divisional round, uh, conference, and then Super Bowl. Rare, yo, I can't even tell you the last time they played Wild Card Weekend. I can't. Then they have a, like the, yeah, the Super Bowl bye week. You factor that in, so they're only playing what a home game and then a road game and then a bye week. The <laughs> they're, Super Bowl. they're really playing home home. And then like, this, this is the first time in a long time they're not the one seed too. Hmm. Last two times that they've been on the road, though, in AFC Championship games. Tim, last team to keep them out of the AFC title game? Oh, you know, the J-E-T-E, baby. <laughs> uh, all right. Honestly, if, if the Patriots win the Super Bowl this year, then is any year safe? <laughs> is any year safe? Yeah, as soon as Brady leaves. The Patriots. Like, there's no safe year. There's not, no one's safe from these fucks. No one. If they win the Super Bowl, I'm literally going to write a letter just like, please stop, man. Just go. Yeah, it's crazy because they've had a down year. Like yeah, you said, it's yo, just ridiculous. Yeah, we haven't talked about them. We haven't talked about them. And they're in the conference championship game. And if would you, you can't beat them this year, when the fuck are you going to beat them? I know. Next year. It's always next year. It's facts. <laughs> always, always. Adam yeah. Gase, baby. Yeah, here he goes, Adam Gase. Yo, how about this? How about they just hit me right now? All these draft picks. Get an elite receiver for Brady, Antonio Brown, maybe Odell. Oh my God! What about that? Hey Tom, you've taken sixty million dollars in pay cuts. Let's get you a receiver with some balls now. I will tell you this though: there is negative four million percent chance that the Rooney family and that organization trades him to the Patriots. <laughs> he probably <laughs> negative four million eight hundred and ninety-seven thousand percent. I think anyone could be had for the right price. Uh, I don't know. To the Patriots, bro, you're gonna you're gonna trade A B to the Patriots to take the chance that when you go back to the playoffs that he's the reason why you're not in there. Remember, they're that's their net the Steelers are the only team throughout this whole time that have been kind of toe to toe with them. Kind of like on pace a little bit. They're like the Utah Jazz 
to the Chicago Bulls. Mm. As were were nice, but could never could never really break through. Yeah, because you ran into that team. Yeah, I hear you. I will probably actually stop. I would probably literally stop. Actually, that's not true. I wouldn't watch playoff football if AB was on the Patriots. I just can't see that. It just would hurt me too much. Yeah, you're right. Because if I get him in fantasy, then I'm definitely watching every single game. <laughs> Tim, would we though? <laughs> Probably not. Would we what? Would me and you, as Jet fans, watch that? I mean, yeah. I'm a Jet fan since I'm 10 years old. I have learned how to enjoy football while being completely and utterly aggravated <laughs> and angry for four straight hours. Yeah. Glad I watched that game. All right, uh, let's get to the final game here. We have the Saints uh, squeezing past Philly, twenty to fourteen. Philly got the ball; uh, they could have went down and scored, and then fucking pass went right through Alshon Jeffrey's hands, and uh, ended up getting intercepted. Tough, tough loss for Philly, but I'm not fucking complaining at all. You know, it's it's been. Yo, my bad. The Saints. Can I just say? Like, they won this game, and I, they probably, if I had to give them a grade for the game, I would I would give them a C. Those that Drew Brees completely missed wide-open receivers, and my fucking Ted Ginn prop almost hit within the first two plays of the game. <laughs> and he he completely missed t- t- Ted Ginn, threw an interception, completely underthrew him. He underthrew another, uh, uh, another one. On that touchdown drive that they had late in the game, they had four different, three different penalties. One took back a Taysom Hill uh, touchdown pass to mm. to Alvin Kamara. Two other fifteen yard penalties on that drive, and they still scored a touchdown. Um, Will Lutz miss, misses a field goal, and you know, of course, he does because I give him props from being in the top twenty five. <laughs> That's horrible. And he goes and does that, of course. Oh, by the way, if you want to hear top twenty five under twenty five, patreon.com slash veterans minimum. Cheap plug, even when I'm over the phone. And yeah. They, <laughs> They uh, they they didn't even play their best game, and they still were able to take this one out. So kudos to them because that defense stepped up where the offense could not. Yo, Mike Thomas, stepped the oh. fuck up, bro. This dude, I and I watched him. Like obviously, I mean, he had gaudy numbers. He had 170 fucking yards and a touchdown. But his biggest like contribution, I think, came on third down. This dude was catching like third and twenty passes and like breaking tackles to get first downs. Like this dude's unbelievable. He's led the NFL since uh, coming into the league in third down conversions at wide receiver. Now, there's been a couple guys out the backfield that have surpassed him. But you would think if you're the Eagles, right, on third and 16, third and nine, maybe guard the one receiver that can maybe hurt you. But, yeah, Mike Thomas, man, absolutely just balled the hell out. And uh, I want to pick up with what Tim said, man. The, the defense, after giving up 14 points the first quarter, they didn't give up another point. First, like, six minutes. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and think about it. One of it was kind of a short field. They got the ball on like the 35-yard line on the interception. And yeah, then off the, off the turnover, yeah, that, that Drew Brees had where Tim was talking about the, the 10 getting missed uh, opportunity there. And, yo, the defense really balled out. And, yo, you know what, man? This guy, Eli Apple, has really been a big addition for them. And it, <laughs> it hates me. It pains me to say, I should say. And it, it, it's odd to hear you say that, Nick. I'm not going to lie. Like, I... It caught me off guard. Yeah, man. Look, it's, uh, you know, when you have Lattimore opposite of you and you don't need to worry about guarding the best wide receiver, I think that does a lot for you. 
you know so i think he's really benefited from that and also the scheme the scheme is good they have a hell of a lot better defense and that it could maybe protect them and that's what you're seeing Speaking of Lattimore, that big pick down 14 nothing, where they were coming down to make it 21 That's right. Yo, I forgot. That he was a huge two. pick. Yo. And that was a good catch, that too. Was, yeah. Yeah, yo, he high-pointed the shit out of that. Came down with it. That was that changed the whole game. Yeah. That would, that Clearly, could get momentum out of hand. shifted as soon as he made that pick. Yeah. And I mean, yo, <laughs> I'm so happy that that happened, to be honest. I'm sorry. I hate Philly so much. but uh, It was a good weekend for the Giants. I'm, I'm just glad, yeah, yo, I'm just glad the Cowboys and Eagles are out. Now I'm just like, all right, let me enjoy these games. Not to mention these games we got in the next round, amazing. Yeah. This is going to be like the most, I think the most exciting like year we have as far as like playoffs and fucking, because all these teams that are left, and I mean, we'll do this another time when we preview these this this round, but. We'll do it Thursday. Yeah, we'll do it Thursday. <laughs> we'll do it live. Fuck it. No, but we'll, all the teams that are left are capable of making a comeback anyway. So even if teams down 20, you're like, yo, yeah. it doesn't matter. And it's funny, too, because me personally, I come into this week, I we picked against the spread, but I was like, yeah, I don't see any of the home teams losing this week. It was like that. But next week, I was like, yeah, it's up for grabs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last yeah. week, you had all four underdogs cover. This week, all, all, all four home teams ended up winning. Three of them covered up until the last game. Which, started. If you think about it, well, Lutz should have covered. Field yeah. goal, they cover too. So, man, I hit my parlay. You're really looking at four and zero on the favorites, and that's something we need to make note of, guys, going forward. Because I remember I texted Impy this while we were watching the games, and obviously it's easy to say after the fact, but I did mention to Imp about how, like, yo, we had an all dog weekend last week, and it just naturally happens where Vegas was getting hammered last week by the public on all these underdogs, and then what happened this week? Yeah, more people are betting the Chargers. More people are betting the Colts and the home team. And it's like, that should have been a red flag. But I, I got sucked into that dumb shit, too. That's why I took the Pats, mostly. Because I think they said... I mean, I was listening to the radios driving back. But they're like, the Chargers were the most heavily wagered public team this weekend. I mean, we talked about this with Joe Osborne Yeah, uh, last week, last Thursday. If you haven't, go check that out. Joe Osborne was on it our makes, podcast. It makes Still sense. Because if you think about it, think about how hard it is in the NFL to win two straight road games where you're their underdog. Dude, and can you can get a shout out one time for the giant dick on Sean Payton? And <laughs> like, yo, you talk about a coach that knows what he wants, man. This guy, straight from the moment that the Minnesota Miracle happened last last year, has been on a singular fucking mission to make this a Super Bowl team. And he traded two future first round picks for Davenport, the the rookie pass rusher who's been a big addition who almost got a Giants. Uh, Massive. A giant momentum call. Yeah, but luckily they got out of that. that. But he's been an excellent addition. And they got Teddy Bridgewater to, to show you, hey, we're not fucking around. And then in the beginning of the year, they're putting their their cleats right into people's throats. And this, and yo, 14 nothing, fourth and one on your own 30. Your boy, Joey. Nutsack, bro, to, to put the ball into the best player in the NFL's hands and put it. Right up the middle. Wait, who's the best player in the NFL? Yo, Taysom Hill, best player in the NFL. Let's fucking go, man. Yo, I can't. I, yo, you know I DM'd him, right? <laughs> I DM'd him and he answered me. But I told him, I'm like, yo, you guys make it to the Super Bowl. I'm putting you in uh, like MVP prop. Also, if the Patriots make it to the Super Bowl, James Devlin. <laughs> I'm going all, yo. Go bigger, go home, bitch. Yo, yeah, bro. yo, listen. Yo, James Devlin, anytime scorer. I was so tempted. And when they got the first PI on Gronk. 
Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be so mad. I didn't bet that. Dude, I've been thinking about the Taysom Hill prop ever since this kid mentioned it. Because, yo, think <laughs> about it. Kicks Dude, like think, it. think about it. What Tim just said now, right? Say that was the Super Bowl and say he converts that first down and then the pass to the Camaro is a touchdown. How's he not? That's the game winner. Maybe well, no, Mike Thomas. Mike Thomas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Slow, slow <laughs> yeah, down. Slow down. Yeah, 1,700 yards in this game. But, but like, yo, he'd be in the discussion. Yeah, he'd be up there. Game-winning touchdown pass and a crucial, like, game-saving. If, if they don't get that first down, it's a wrap. Yeah, Joey was like, yo, what well, do you think the odds are going to be on him? I was like, I don't know, 30 to 1? He's like, yeah, I was like, 30 to 1. Crazy? They're going to be 100. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be He's going to be at the bottom of the barrel. He's going to be, be any, yo, other, yo. any other player. He's not going to be listed. Wow, yeah, he's going to be the field. Yo, I'm in. I'm in. 100%. Go, I want the Saints to go to the Super Bowl just for that. That'd be so legendary if we if we made that uh, that play. But, yo, man, yeah, balls balls on Sean Payton going for it. And it just goes to show you, even going back to the Super Bowl, the last time they were in the Super Bowl and they won it, they went for it on on the, to, to start the half. They they ended up doing an onside kick. Yeah. So it's like he got he, – he goes for he's it. He's a ballsy guy. Yeah, ballsy guy. I like that. In the second – in the second – that I'm sorry, in that drive, there was a second fourth down conversion. Mm. That Kirkwood uh-huh. pass was a fourth down. Word. And yo, that was a fucking crazy, like, like uh, the amount of trust to put in him out of all the receivers you have on your team. Crazy. That's, yo, I'm telling you, Sean Payton, yo, this dude is like a fucking, you ever, like, he's like the Joker in Batman. Like, he's just, like, intent on wrecking everything. He also just lets it ride, bro. He's like boss. He's quiet about it. This guy's like a fuck it. <laughs> Let's lob this up to our fifth string wide receiver real quick. The rule book goes out the window. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's I great. feel like he's made a decision the most ruthless. Like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going with my first instinct every time. I'm making my decision, and I'm sticking by it, and I'm going for it. And I'm going to be a gunslinger. And he made that decision this time last year, and it's showing. Yeah, man. And I really think the Rams are, like, very beatable, too. Oh, yeah. This is gonna be awesome. These games are sick. They did beat them already. Both rematches yes. we saw earlier this year. Both ah. were relatively high-scoring games, also. Oh, I'm so was psyched. Was Cup active in that game? I think that's the game he came back and got hurt in. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Cup was a fact, a non-factor, but I can't remember why he was a non-factor. Yo, Tim, did you see this thing on? Uh... The top four offenses are in the last four remaining, man. I mean, yeah, but uh, sure. But at the same time, points, 30 points, 31 points. Four teams scored 14, 22, 13. Like, these are the top offenses, yeah. But these teams are here. The Rams are here because they stopped the run. The Saints are here because they got two giant picks. And the Chiefs are here because they tipped – a thousand balls, yeah. So, yo, yes, the, the offenses are there, but these teams are here because their defenses have stepped up at the right time, too. So, like, yes, like, things still remain defense wins championship, like, but it's not, like, best overall defense in the season wins championships. It's whoever's playing the best right now. And Out of all these teams remaining, who do you think has the best defense? I, I say the Saints. Hmm. Yeah, I think the Saints is definitely the one. So I don't know, man. Kansas City been playing well at home, so I, I think you got to show them some respect. Yeah, it's it's a tough it's tough. The Rams, the Rams have the best defensive player left in the entire. Yeah, I mean Aaron Donald. Guy's filthy. And the Patriots, the Patriots. It's gonna be this, awesome. This is fucking toss up, bro. Like, I'm I'm excited. This is a really good like, like, God, I love these matchups. Yeah. 
the playoffs have kind of been lackluster so far. Like the games, it's been like the NBA playoffs so far. What the, what just happened? No, my dog just like shook his shook his head. Yeah, I also farted and it's Joey awful shit in here, bro. Himself, you know that's why the dog's going crazy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Impy's congested, so he can't. Tim, smell. you smell that, bro? I'm sure you can. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Like I've been drinking a lot of protein, so it's just it's just not helpful, man. Um, oh no! Aren't yeah. you like lactose too, Joe? We're not going to talk about my uh, medical history here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if any sort of milk enters this body, it's coming out with a bang. Dude, protein's made with mad milk, bro. No, nah, I know. But the one that I buy is, like, less than 1%, like, dairy. But it, it's still got a little bit in there. It's vegan. Also, protein in general just makes my shit blow up, which is fine. But, you know, we got to get big. How did we saying? get over here? Sorry. Um. Anyway... <laughs> That is the original round. Uh, Thursday, we are going to be back and previewing the conference championships. Tim uh, will be back Thursday. Tim will be force. back. Hopefully, have a big ass yeah. ankle probably still. <laughs> not if you I keep that not, bitch like, raised. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna do whatever I can the next couple of days. I, ha- I have a. I have a wrapper. I have like. I'm ready. I'm ready to go to make this as as low of an injury as possible. Good. Uh, while you're at it, why don't you tell uh, the people where they can find you? At Tim Chop on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling real, real, real frisky. Uh, BrotoFF or BrotoFantasy.com for year-round fantasy. And also, one of the good things about me being like this right now is I got to do the wrap-up a day early today uh, while I was waiting around. So, uh, yeah, do that. Go check that out at Veterans Minimum, and you know, leave some fire emojis. Mm. Uh, Nick? You can find me at The Lamb Show, Twitter, Instagram, and on Twitch. At Individual27 on Twitter and the gram. Impey. IMPY718. You already know. Twitter and Instagram. Guys, real quick. Question of the week. Free Wave Jr. in the DMs. Kyler Murray is declaring to be a quarterback. The Bucks are having quarterback problems. Is Kyler Murray worth trading up if you're giving up him? Is Kyler Murray worth trading up for if you're the Bucks? Uh, I hate Jameis Winston, so I'd say yes. I think I'm content with Jameis Winston. I wouldn't trade up for him. I also think uh, Bruce Arians came in, put the stamp of approval on Jameis. I don't think they do that. I don't think they do it either. I just hate Jameis Winston. Tim, Kyler thoughts? Kyler Murray's getting drafted number one to the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> HTK, baby. Laugh now. Laugh now. Cry later. <laughs> For pro- cry of laughter. Um, <laughs> uh, you guys can follow me on uh, social media at Joe Sanagato and go follow the show at Veterans Minimum and our Patreon. You can support the show. Um, it's patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. If you enter the Veterans Minimum tier, then you are eligible to enter our March Madness bracket. You have to enter before March. So the last day in February is the last day you can do it. Uh, if you do that, you get a ticket to our March Madness thing if you win that. Then you get a $200 credit towards uh, any sporting event. So go check that out, patreon.com slash veterans minimum. And that is all. We'll see you guys next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.